Hey, this is Daryl Lyons, CEO and co-founder of Pax Financial Group, and you're watching a money segment that we do every week. And we've got a great topic. I think everyone of all ages will appreciate because uh, it's applicable to nearly everyone in the uh, personal finance world. And we have uh, derived the content from working kneecap to kneecap with thousands of people, literally families and businesses over the years, and some research that we've done to make sure that what we are providing you is applicable and you can digest it and uh, see if it works for you. And before I introduce you to today's guest um, and your guide, let me first pull out my legal disclosure. This material contains general information only and is not intended to provide specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Visit paxfinancialgroup.com for more information, investment advisory services offered through Pax Financial Group, LLC. So today's guest is Jim Kreider. We're happy to have Jim. He's a certified financial planner. He originally is from New Braunfels, went to work for a very large company named Fidelity and got some great experience working at Fidelity. And then we were able to bring him over to PAX because it's such a good culture fit. He really has a respect for the industry, always continuing to learn and go the extra mile and really takes the idea of helping people with their money and he t seriously. And, and, and he is a believer that if we make prudent financial decisions collectively, we can live more meaningful lives. Thank you very much, Jim, for being uh, with us today. Thanks for that kind introduction. Yeah, we're happy to have you. You're, uh, you and your family are already fit in with the PAX culture very well. Hey, um, we're gonna talk a little bit about Roth IRAs, but before we jump into our top five countdown, can you explain some of the differences between IRAs, 401ks, and Roths? Yeah, let's just define a couple of these uh, terms before we get to the nuances. So this is generally speaking, but uh, an IRA is simply an individual retirement account. So where it is and how you can access it and what you can invest in and all those things, you really have more autonomy over versus a 401k or a 403b. Those are workplace related accounts. So where those are held and how you can access it and your investment options, all of those things are really dictated by your plan's rules. So that's, those are the key differences between an IRA and a 401k. And then besides that, you have, you'll hear the terms Roth or traditional or pre-tax. So let's define that right quick. So traditional or pre-tax, what that means is you, you put the money into a plan before you pay taxes on it. So when you do that, you reduce your taxable income at the moment. That money will grow on a tax deferred status. And then when you pull it out, you'll pay taxes on it at that time. So that's traditional. In Roth, Roth means you simply pay taxes when you put the money in. And the benefit there is for that money to grow tax deferred as well. And as long as you reach and hit the IRS rules here, when you pull that money out, not only will the amount you put in be tax free, but all the growth on it will be tax free as well. So let's, we just must start with understanding those key, those key terms. Yeah, that's, that's great. I'm glad you did that because sometimes that can get confusing. And, um, you know, in the financial advice space, we have the curse of knowledge, meaning that we assume everyone knows um, what a Roth and an IRA is not, uh, what the differences are. Very important to go back to that. And there are um, very important differences, especially when you're doing planning and having some tax diversification. So here we go with our top five countdown, starting with um, number five. And that's the misunderstanding, the uh, five-year rules. There's two of them and the differences between them. All right. 
So I'm going to try to keep this high level. There's, there's two rules that are both different, both five-year related rules in order to qualify for your money to be tax-free when you pull it out from a Roth IRA. And I found through thousands of conversations that most individuals don't understand how these rules apply. So I would uh, heed you to begin understanding before you pull money out of the Roth account, understand the qualifications for that money to actually be tax-free. Good. I just want to let people know that the five-year rule is an important one. And if you need to digest this more, we, we specifically didn't want to get into all the nuances because some people will fall asleep and, and, and we want to keep everyone's attention. But if you do have concerns about it, then just email Jim. It's real simple, Jim at paxfg.com, and he'll be happy to, to share that with you in a way that's um, relevant to your situation. Okay, that was number five. Number four, the, uh, we're counting down the top Roth IRA mistakes here. So this is number four, not allowing for growth within the account. So can you explain that? So as I mentioned a moment ago through just the definitions of Roth, one of the, the the key factors of a Roth account is it allows for tax deferred growth and then tax free distributions if you hit those rules. Now, a mistake I commonly see is, is uh, people investing in a way inside of a Roth account that does not even give the money an opportunity to grow tax deferred. Uh, for instance, let's say you put a thousand dollars into a Roth account, but you just leave it in a cash position for a decade. Well, you've you've chopped off the legs and the, the opportunity for that money to run and grow on a tax-free basis. So um, what you want to do is invest in a way that obviously makes sense for your goals and your risk tolerance, but hopefully give that money in at least the opportunity to grow tax-free for you. Yeah, that's, that's important. I don't think about that, but now I'm sitting there going, yeah, I've, I've known some people that just park it in a savings account. And yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Number three, not understanding Roth basis accessibility. Okay. I want to know more there. <laughs> so I, I have a lot of conversations with clients who for one reason or another, maybe they need access to an IRA or they want to have that, the, at least the ability to access a Roth IRA. Um, and the misunderstanding of the accessibility rules um, leads people to um, maybe have fearful uh, reactions or just uh, pull from the wrong, wrong types of accounts. Now the IRS has actually given us, or done us a favor here. So you can always pull your basis from a Roth IRA and you won't have to pay any taxes or penalties on that money. So just to, to, just to put that for example, say I put, I put $5,000 into my Roth IRA today and then in a week my, my radiator goes out or something and I need some money and I don't have a savings account or it's somewhere else or whatever, as long as that $5,000 has not gone down due to my investment performance, I can pull that $5,000 out in, in a day, in a week, in, in, in a decade, and I won't have to pay any taxes or penalties on that original invested amount. Not a lot of people know that. That's good stuff. All right, number two, contributing or converting to a Roth IRA at the wrong time. So the benefit of Roth is to, in essence, take advantage of tax brackets. So a lot of people think that having all their money in a Roth IRA or a Roth account is always advantageous, but there's a place that you have a diminishing return or diminished value. Let's say I have a million dollars inside of a traditional IRA 
And I just want to go ahead and convert all that to Roth because I, 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 I don't like the thought of having to pay taxes on it. Well, maybe if I convert it only a little bit, I don't have to pay effect, the effective tax rate of 22%. But if I convert all million of it, some of those dollars would be taxed in the 30% ranges. Mm-hmm. So doing too much at a time could actually uh, completely undermine your original intention of paying less taxes. So you want to be cognizant of, well, what's the true purpose of me doing this? And does this action actually line up with my intended purpose? Very good. Okay, number one, not contributing, converting to the Roth at the right times. Yeah. So that goes hand in hand with the last point. Um, Again, you want to make sure that you're putting money into a traditional account or a Roth account at its tax advantageous point. So if you're young or maybe you're out of work or you're just your, your household income, is lower this uh, in a year um, due to employment or life stages or retirement, then going, going ahead and contributing or converting to a Roth could certainly make sense that year. So for instance, maybe, uh, maybe you're working and your spouse just left their traditional job and they're hoping to start a business. And you think that for the next couple of years, y'all's income will be low. Well, those couple of years might be a phenomenal opportunity to go ahead and change, take some of your money from your pre-tax bucket Pay the taxes while you're in a low income tax bracket through conversion and allow that to start going tax-free for you. So you really want to assess where, where are my taxes now and where do I think they're going to be over the long span? You know, that's a good point. I thought you were going to mention converting um, and the timing of conversions when the market's down. Do you want to have any comments on that? Yeah, that's, that's a great point. So with down markets, I, I will be the first to admit, I don't know what the market's going to do. I have no control over it. I don't have a crystal ball that will tell me what's gonna happen next week, unfortunately. If I did, well, I'd, I'd probably be on the beach right now, um, just living life up, but I don't have that. So we, we can't control the markets, but there are things that we can control. And one of those with, with relative control is your tax situation. So if, if the market is up really high, or if you have investments up, and then it drops drastically, well, you that could be an, a, an opportunity to go ahead and pay the taxes while the value of those shares are down. And then as it goes back up, now any growth of that's gonna be tax-free for you. So just taking advantage of the things we actually can control and uh, you know, being positioned properly for the things that we can't still. Yeah, that's very helpful. There's a lot of substance here and I wanna let uh, those that are listening and watching, you're gonna, you're gonna need to know this stuff relative to your situation. Um, real simple, if you need to connect with Jim, it's jim at paxfg.com and in the chat, uh, box there at the very top. We put a link so you can directly connect with Jim. Uh, hey, thanks for the content today. It was good. There's a lot to cover here. So you did a great job just kind of compressing it. So thanks, Jim. Sure thing. Thank you, Daryl. Hey, we're going to do this again next uh, Thursday, 11 a.m. Central Time. I hope you join us, uh, get a little bit better at making uh, financial decisions uh, that are prudent so you can live a meaningful life. Uh, until then, rest at a fast pace.